that. My dear king, although Kali Yoga is an ocean of force, there's still one good quality about this age. It's an ocean of thoughts and many things which go wrong. But one thing is good. Simply by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, when one can become free from material bondage and be promoted to the transcendental kingdom. Let us uh, for a moment focus on this. Simply by chanting, my dear devotees, it is possible for you to become free from your conditionings. That these are the things which hold you uh, and bind you to your old uh, persona. And it can actually act the chanting like an upaya, a powerful means that can bring you to the kingdom of God. Sometimes we hear uh, in mm, our uh, in, in the world Ganesh Kirtans or Shiva Kirtans but the Bhagavatam says that certainly Eva Krishna must be glorified Kirtanat uh, Eva Krishna I think everyone has uh, 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 seen how powerful Kirtan is. And therefore, other lines and other traditions have also incorporated Kirtan. But according to the Bhagavatam, uh, Eva is certainly uh, uh, Krishna's Kirtanat, Eva Krishna's, yeah. Krishna's name must be chanted. And, and that has a reason. Uh, you remember we asked two questions. Why do we glorify uh, uh, Krishna in Kirtan? And the answer is by this process, you can become free from your conditioning and go uh, ultimately make that journey to Krishna himself. And, the, and now we will ask the question, uh, for what do we glorify Krishna? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jiva Goswami uh, gives us an answer. He says, because he's just so beautiful. <laughs> he's so courageous. He's so knowledgeable. <coughs> Sorry. He is so knowledgeable. And he is capable of the supermost form of action. No, this is, uh, yeah, you have four uh, things which you glorify. He's so beautiful that uh, refers to his rupa. Krishna is so beautiful that uh, when the coward boys don't see him for only a moment. Uh, they develop symptoms of fainting and stupor. He has a great quality, he's courageous. Uh, for him, there is no problem even bringing a dead man back to life by going to the uh, hellish planets. You know, Krishna actually did this, he brought the, the boy uh, or the son of his teacher, Sandipani Muni, uh, back from the hellish planets that require some courage to go there. You know? um, and he is capable of the supermost form of action uh, that refers to his Leelas. He is uh, was lifting the Govardhan hill and holding the hill in balance for seven days. But Krishna, of course, has many other actions. He's the source of all sources, all the 
energies emanate from him. And so um, so and Jiva Goswami says Krishna is so beautiful that by his beauty he has set up a trap by which he has captured the whole world. My dear devotees, I sometimes think if I could only see a little of Krishna's beauty. It could be the light which is surrounding his toenails in a circular or mandala form. If one can see that, then all the inner darkness will just disappear instantaneously. So for what do we glorify Krishna? Because he's wonderful. And this brings me to a very important point that we have <coughs> seen in, in our Govardhana retreat. My dear devotees, it's very important if you wish to chant rounds uh, uh, that are filled with a deep taste in Krishna, you must inform yourself a little bit about Krishna, his, his pastimes, uh, how he is, how he thinks, what are his qualities. And then it is very easy for you to remember Krishna. I always remember when I'm chanting Krishna's compassionate nature. Krishna had expressed this nature to Gopkumar when Gopkumar returned to Goloka Mandavan. Krishna had said, Every day I was looking down the path and I was hoping to see you, but you did not show even a small inclination towards me. Therefore, I could not uh, break my timeless rules and interfere with your freedom. But now you have come. Please stay here and enjoy with me. Do not leave ever again. I, I like this compassion. I like to hear how Krishna has an interest, even in me, how he loves me, how he is ready to shower his uh, uh, deep feelings of affection on me. So these are reasons why uh, we glorify Krishna. Now, uh, Jiva Goswami uh, writes very beautifully about chanting and he says chanting is a process by, whereby which the deity is magnified. Have you ever seen a magnifying glass um, in action? You hold it to something that is very small. Uh, and then by the power of the magnifying glass, that small object is uh, uh, magnified and uh, takes great and very visible proportions. When you do kirtan to Krishna with these proper orientation that you think about his qualities, his, his uh, pastime and his um, form, then you can really make good, 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 good. You can be overcome with devotional feelings. If this is difficult for you to think of Krishna's um, form and beauty and his qualities and so on, there is another very easy way to become mindful of Krishna and magnify Krishna by Kirtan. And that is to chant before his deity form. I will show you uh, something. I have a picture of Radha Madhava uh, from Mayapur, and I'm chanting my japa when I travel before these deities, when I'm at home. I chant my 
Zappa before Radha Kanayala. I want to show this to you. Yes, yeah, it is. You know, I'm seeing Radha and uh, Madhava, and then I go and go to the lotus feet, and I see the lotus feet. And in this way, I stop what is called the biggest problem in chanting, that is disconnected chanting, where your sound vibration just goes somewhere uh, and you are not at all connected with Krishna. You are maybe only connected with the melody, but that is not very pleasing uh, for a long time. So when you do kirtan, and I'm almost coming to the end, you need to have a full immersion of body, mind, and heart. And here it gets complicated. <laughs> Our body is usually lazy. It does not want to sit down and sing so loud. Our mind is distracted. I think we heard yesterday Shiti Shakti's excellent presentation about the, let me say, the scars that uh, social media uh, leaves with us. We should call it scarring media. <laughs> uh, so our mind is often distracted. No, yes. And our heart, our heart tends to be indifferent. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Krishna's name is there, Krishna is there, uh, but I'm, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm indifferent, I really don't care so much, uh, so on. So when you chant, my dear devotees, either in Kirtan Japa, you must be aware that your body, mind, and heart will offer some resistance. It will offer some resistance. Uh, laziness. Uh, I find distractedness, in my uh, case, uh, the greatest uh, uh, obstacle. And also indifference. I, my heart does not care. Um, my heart or my emotions care for so many other things. But, uh, and there, and of course, there are now ways to deal with this. Laziness is when you want to chant your japa again in a nice way. You have to, you have to, you have to start getting up early. There is simply no better way no easier way, because when you get uh, up early, the night is still relatively free. The day is peaceful. You're not so much distracted. If you want to uh, overcome the distractedness of your mind, you have to start by listening to each syllable Please join me and let us do this. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Hare Hare. Yes. And if you want to overcome difference, Find in indifference, I'm sorry, if you want to overcome indifference, find out how wonderful Krishna is from the authorized scriptures, from the books which you have access to, and that will be very, very, very good for you. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Kirtan should be a total immersion and I want to share today uh, a question, you know, a, a story uh, from the real Madhava. <laughs> I think uh, a few of us have heard about 
Shrimadava. He was, um, I think, he appeared in the 15th century, and he liked Kirtan like anything. The real Madhava was always singing and dancing, and sometimes when there were particular events, when he would dance for the pleasure of the Lord, he would put anchor bells around his feet to enhance the melodious uh, appearance of him. I don't know. Uh, I have never seen this in, in his corner, and I don't think I will be confident to introduce this. But uh, the idea here was he put the anger bells um, for the hearing pleasure of uh, the Lord to whom he was chanting. So once a king, the king of of Gada Gada, uh, had uh, heard about the real Madhava. He thought there are no real devotees in this day and age. Was a little bit like, you know, he was a little like the Brahmana who came to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and said, I don't believe that there are any real uh, uh, divine in this age of Kali. And uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu corrected him and he uh, said, You are suffering from Aparada, and the only way you can become free from this the covering of your perception so that you cannot see any devotees is if the same tongue which you use in order to uh, bless devotees, if that same tongue is used to glorify uh, devotees. So, so the king was a little bit like this. He had blasphemed the real Madhava and all other devotees. But his offense came to a climax. He wanted to show how fake the real Madhava is. And therefore, he invited him for a kirtan gathering. But listen to the kirtan gathering. It had been arranged on the top of a three-story building. And as it was customary, the real Madhava uh, climbed up. I mean, not as it was customary, the, the real Madhava climbed up to the top of this roof. He put the anchor bells around his ankles and he started to chant. And soon he felt a surge or a current of real ecstatic emotions, which created delightful feelings in him of uh, devotion, of uh, ecstatic appreciation of Krishna, and of realizing Krishna. So he became so overwhelmed with these divine emotions that he started to reel. He came close to the... Uh, edge of the roof, there was no fence, purposefully, no fence was put there, and he actually fell from the th third story uh, down, and he fell directly into a huge pot of boiling oil in which the king's men cooked uh, prakoras for the uh, for the Sankatani event. They wanted to serve the Pakoras at the end of the uh, Sankatan performance. So uh, he, he fell right into boiling oil. I don't know if anyone of you has ever seen a person that has fallen into, or uh, that has poured some oil over his body. I, I saw once. Uh, and I was horrified because it's so painful and the skin comes off the body. 
But when the real Madhava fell into this boiling pot of oil, the oil evaporated. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the Pakoras. Uh, and uh, he was saved. Then the king wit witnessed how Krishna uh, had protected uh, the real Madhava. He must have remembered Draupadi, who had called out in great anguish to Krishna, Oh, Madhava, oh, Janarana, please save me from these indecent men who are trying to take the cloth from my body. Krishna always protects a devotee. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember in Assam, they tell you a famous story about a lady who went to a marriage. Um, uh, uh, marriage, what is it called? Marriage <coughs> event. And uh, as she was in the rickshaw, she was very much dressed in her fineries. The rickshaw driver all of a sudden goes into a little uh, field path, a path that goes through the field. And, and uh, the lady knows what the rickshaw driver intends to do. He will drive a little bit more into the field and then will overwhelm her and uh, eventually take all her uh, fineries uh, from her and kill her. So she started to, she remembered Draupadi and chanted, Govinda, Govinda, Gopal, Gopal, Gopal. She ran from, the, she jumped from the rickshaw and ran through the field until she came to a well and she then uh, jumped in the well. It was not a deep well, it was only hip deep. So when people came, the next day to work on the fields, they saw a rickshaw which was turned upside down. They saw the rickshaw driver with foam on his mouth. And they noticed in his leg uh, the uh, marks of the teeth of a powerful snake. But what they, what was even more, uh, shocking was when they looked into the well where this lady was going, 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 she had chanted the whole night. When, she, uh, when where this lady was, when they looked there, they saw the lady was uh, surrounded by a snake who just uh, swam around her uh, and protected her. My dear devotees, uh, many devotees have told how Kirtan, uh, even in a desperate situation, protects the devotee because Krishna comes to the help of such a devotee. Prabhupada uh, writes, in the Mahabharata, Krishna says, when I was away from Draupadi, she cried with the words, please cry also, hey Govinda! Oh, you're not crying. Hey, Govinda. <laughs> yeah. And then Prabhupada continues, this call for me has put me in her depth. And that indebtedness is gradually increasing in my heart. And then he concludes, the Mahamantra is also simply an address to the Lord and his energy. So to anyone who's constantly engaged in addressing the Lord and his energy, we can imagine how much the Supreme Lord is obliged. It is impossible for the Lord to ever forget such a devotee. So this is <coughs> what I wanted to share with you so far. I wanted to share what Kirtan does, 
and for what qualities we should uh, worship Krishna. Uh, that means while you chant, you should be Krishna conscious. <laughs> That's very, very important. I wanted to also talk about the fine tuning of a kirtan devotee. Uh, he has to uh, overcome the obstacles given by what? They're saying the mind is Guru Yes, it starts. You are already listening a little, but it starts with the body, that laziness. Then the next is mind. And the last is what is the obstacle in the heart? Indifference, yes, we don't care. And I think the only way to overcome this indifference that is there since many lifetimes is uh, we need to hear about Krishna and about his qualities and so on. So if you overcome this Krishna and, and surrender to Krishna, Krishna will help us, as we could see from the um, example of the real Madhava, Draupadi, and a more modern example, this lady from Assam. I could also share a lot of stories how Krishna has protected me. <laughs> I remember things, my dear devotees, like being in accidents that were just so gruesome. And you know, when you are in an accident, Everything moves in slow motion and you become aware of every detail that leads ultimately to the crash and sometimes to your death. I was in such slow motion uh, accident. And I have learned to always say Krishna when different with that situation and um, you can see I'm still here in relatively good shape in the sense of you know, can do everything there is one rule and this will be the end of our program that I have discovered in chanting my japa at kirtan and if you want to know which rule I personally keep always, I do different things at different times, but what I always do is what Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur has detailed as a practice in Chaitanya Bhagavat Madhya Leela 2376. He says, one achieves perfection in chanting the mantra. Would you, this is important, no? The, to achieve perfection in chanting the holy name. Um, when one keeps the vibrated sound within his heart and controls the materially attached mind. What you do is simply, you bring your attention to the sound vibration of the holy name and you keep your attention there. And then you should see that the mind will wander as it will. You bring it back to, to this, to the, to the place in the heart. And you need to do this uh, maybe for a few years and then it becomes second nature. You can almost everywhere, even in a driving car, uh, be focused on the uh, holy name. Sutaba Prabhu, who will come to us tomorrow, has uh, said, attention leads to attraction. And attraction leads to attachment. I think we can all see this when we are attentive to the holy name that is 
leads to attraction and that will lead to attachment. But distraction on the other side leads to disinterest. And uh, if I'm disinterested in the chanting, my dear devotees, then I will disengage sooner or later. Sooner or later. I will disengage. So I would like to now end this program by uh, uh, making a little exercise. Uh, Radhika Ranjan, are you still there? Yes, Marge. Good. So can you maybe, when I finish the exercise, uh, go into a kirtan with the devotees, uh, um, a slow and somewhat meditative kirtan, in which they do what I'm uh, uh, guiding them to do. Yes? So it, it is good if you already go to a, a harmonium and maybe Abhai. Don't see you very clearly. Here goes already, fix the Madanga up, and maybe the cattle player as well, because we have to go seamlessly into the kirtan. That's very important. Radhika Ranjan, then I will raise my hand like this. This means um, I'm requesting you to start the kirtan. Please do it for about not so long, seven minutes, like this week, because we want to see if there are questions. Uh, before Japa or Kirtan, please do the uh, following sit tall with your spine erect. You remember in that famous. Japa tape Prabhupada reminds the devotees sit properly. Now center yourself. Collect your thoughts and arrive at the present moment. You are in this beautiful hall, this Pandavasena retreat. Please let go of your other thoughts, experiences, your plans, maybe even worries. And tell yourself, I'm now going to chant and sing in Kirtan for the pleasure of the Lord. I want to give him pleasure. For those who like, take a few deep breaths. Our breath always connects us to the present moment. And now, bring your attention to the innermost core of your heart. It's simple. You can breathe in and imagine your ingoing breath is moving down, not just to the lungs, <coughs> but to the innermost core of your heart. Close your eyes and breathe into the heart. Tell yourself, it is deep within my heart of 
heart, that I, as the spirit soul, reside. The Lord is also there. And offer a prayer to the Lord. A prayer like this one. My dear Lord Krishna, although I have forgotten for so many long years in this material world, today I'm turning to you. I wish to offer this chanting to you for your pleasure. Please accept me. Please engage me in your service. Hare Krishna.
so. When you do kirtan like this, engaging body, mind, <coughs> and heart, please do not despair. When you notice your mind is sometimes still, even then, distracted and leaving the chanting, do not despair. It will come uh, by doing this more and more. Just bring these two things, three paradigms with you. Make a body check, a mind check, a heart check, and try to bring them as fully as possible into full engagement, full engagement of body, mind, and heart. Good. This is a little bit what I wanted to share with you today. When this happens, when you can uh, do this, I would say, enhanced kirtan, you will be able to uh, again experience the magic of uh, sadhana. It is ideal if you can sing many times, you can listen to recorded kirtans and sing along. You can also uh, sing alone for yourself. And, uh, and the goal should be that you are singing always and never stop singing the holy names of the Lord. There is simply no uh, surer path that leads you back to Krishna than this constant uh, absorption in the chanting of the Holy Name. I would like to now close here. I want to see uh, uh, if you have any questions, and then I have a great surprise in mind. You will smile about it. <laughs> I will see you with my own eyes. I will somehow, we will make an arrangement. You will see. <laughs> so, yes. So, let us see if there are any questions for now. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yes, but I couldn't hear anyone. Yeah, I'm just giving the microphone now. Harish Maharaj, thank you so much. Um, so you stressed the importance of continuously chanting, and I appreciate how continuously chanting might. Uh, I appreciate how continuously chanting might be possible when you're in a situation of danger. So the example is also in Assam. How is it possible to chant continuously? when you're not in a dangerous position or when you're just going through the monotonies of life. I was just wondering if you might be able to share any uh, insight on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. You know, I once heard that when you go every staircase with your own physical body, except instead of taking a lift, you live three years longer, healthy and, uh, and, and good. So not that long age is necessarily my, my highest, my, my, one of my high and priority goals. But uh, of course, I'm thinking if I can be healthy in my old age and continue to contribute, to the lives of others that will be good. So after I had heard this, uh, um, that by walking every staircase that you can, I walk staircases in airport, I walk staircases in houses, I walk staircases in apartment houses, I think the only staircase I have not walked is the staircase that leads up to the Empire State Building. <laughs> so, so 
the principle here is after hearing about something, some uh, a good point, you need to reflect and see how that applies in your life and then simply do it. You create a new habit by simply doing it over, I, I heard yesterday we heard 65 times to 240 times. I, I believe it was, that was the number which Shitty's uh, Shakti gave. And you do things uh, repeatedly like this, you create a new habit. So this habit to chant all this, it's not enough. Uh, uh, you can't just create it by just thinking this should be done, but you have to start. Maybe when you leave the temple room today, you can you can chant, you can sing. Or let us say when you make a walk outside, you can sing. Or when you, I, I guess you have many or a few other sleepers in your sleeping room, so they will maybe not appreciate that you end the day with singing. But when you are alone, you can sing a little. The point is, you have to start doing this new activity. Let us be very clear about it. It's not enough if you make notes in a lecture. It's not enough when you appreciate one point or two points in a lecture. It is not enough when you are getting a new insight in a personal talk with a devotee. Uh, these three examples are examples of how things stay on the theoretical level. But uh, today I just read, you must do something practical. It's a very interesting. Um, Prabhupada uh, wrote in, the, in his purpose Next in the purport to the Bhagavatam, I might find the reference for you. Um, oh, Krishna is, has just gotten up and looks for it. He said, We must do something practical. Yeah, it is the training. No, here, yes. Book knowledge is theoretical. There's the Arjuna process, that is when you worship deities and offer incense or food, is practical. Spiritual knowledge must be developed by a combination of theoretical and practical knowledge. And that, <laughs> and that is the guaranteed way for attainment of spiritual perfection. It's so true. If you don't start acting upon what you heard, it you will not create any new sanskaras or any new habits. So sometimes this is a, a disciplined process. Therefore, uh, disciples uh, typically go into the ashram of their spiritual masters and there they are trained by him in the practical activities. I also have a book, by the way, which James gave me. I believe, James, I see you at the end. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I uh, assume you have a very warm back because you're at the eating. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, James gave me a book which he shared also with Naveen Krishna, where a scientist uh, presents the seven practices that have been uh, practiced uh, to affect a real change or transformation in the heart for those who go on a retreat and want uh, to have this. And uh, believe it or not, one of the practices is you have to go <coughs> and do gardening. <laughs> uh, 
you have to do something and create an experience. So that is in that book. We may not all do gardening, although I can well imagine that in the future, we will transform this beautiful property into a, a real a well-kept park. Um, I walked today uh, around the path and I was very delighted to see the scenery. Uh, it was a little covered by fog, but still we could see something. So my point is you need to do something to, to act on your knowledge. If you ask me, I, I don't know your name at the moment because I can't see you so well. But if you ask me what I think is a, a great obstacle for us devotees uh, to progress and why devotees often are seen to remain on the neophyte level. It is because they hear a lot. They have a lot of arguments, uh, but they don't apply and experience spiritual knowledge. My dear devotees, I can learn how to fly an airplane in a good pilot school, and, uh, uh, but I will only know what it is to fly an airplane when I get down behind, behind the desk or what is it called, the amateurs, amateurs, the, 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 you know, where the control pad of the airplane and then press the button and then it says, take off, and I do this uh, and, uh, and fly a circle over the London airport and throw some leaves some leaflets down, you know, I, I will only know uh, what it means if I do this. Hare Krishna. <laughs> that question was from Yash Maharaj. The next one is from Kishan. Oh yeah, Kishan. I, I do remember you. Kishan, yes, please ask your question. Uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the point you made uh, about Kirtan being uh, the root of it, meaning to glorify, and you spoke of um, Krishna's to be glorified because of his beauty. Uh, and my question, Maharaj, was uh, about, um, is based on our particular situation or our reading, we might not necessarily be able to connect with the beauty of Krishna, we might be able to connect with the beauty of Ramchandra. I was thinking, Gornitai on the altar. So I was thinking, Maharaj, in terms of that meditation on the beauty of Krishna, can that also be expanded to uh, Gornitai or uh, etc. And um, or, or is that like a slight rasa pass because Mahaprabhu and the Goswamis are teaching meditation on Radha Krishna? Um, so yeah, that's my question. Yeah. Well, if you sit before the deities and chant, you can chant in their presence, <coughs> and you should definitely ask them. Or, uh, please accept you in, in uh, their service. So if it is uh, Gornitai or Ramachandra, you should, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. It's the same, it's the same Lord. He is, uh, has many, many uh, forms in which he appears. He's like a Vaidurga. Um, Jewel who uh, manifests according to the angle in which light is projected into it, various colors. So Krishna has various colors, various aspects, various facets. But I, you know, there will be something in your spiritual development. And I think in your case, it is good if. Uh, this area is uh, opened in, in your life because I know you as a very thoughtful uh, devotee. Mm. You know, in Krishna consciousness, there are three important aspects. There is the sadhu, 
who tells us about Krishna, there is the <coughs> sadhana or the practice through which we realize Krishna. Yes. Can you hear me? I don't see any. Yes, I can or... hear you now. Yes, yes. Uh, would you like to continue? So, I was saying that for any devotee, it's really important to know to whom you are specifically devoting your life. Maybe in the beginning, of entering Krishna consciousness, that um, question is uh, put to the side a little bit because one wants to wait until the heart is a little bit more purified. But after some time, it is important that the uh, prayojana or the sadhya is, is very much uh, is, is aware that you are aware of it. To help you understand, um, Prabhupada gives a very simple uh, analogy. He says, when we apply force in a rowing boat and row the oars, it's important that we know where we are going because only then we will reach the goal. Otherwise, we might uh, move in circles on the lake. So you need to go, uh, you need to have an idea of where you are going. I know this because where I live is a big lake and James and myself uh, have been rowing together. Our idea is to participate in the Cambridge mm, competition. And afterwards, uh, march to the Olympiadic Games and rowing. <laughs> uh, so, so, yes, you need when you row uh, to have an understanding where you're going. Otherwise, the force which you apply doesn't bring you to the desired uh, goal. It, 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 uh, it, uh, you, you stay on a... <laughs> yeah. You either stay stagnant or you are confused. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, on the Vaishnavi side to see if there are any questions there. Uh, the question is from Anuradha Mataji. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much. Um, just um, carrying on from this theme, um, uh, would you have any specific techniques for children to try and focus on the qualities of Krishna while they're chanting? You've seen our children, they're very full of energy, <laughs> slightly distractible. Um, any one line or something you can um, share with us that might get them thinking um, about Krishna's qualities when they're chanting or making the chanting more real to them somehow? Please, thank you. Where I live, we had a family living just above us. Now there is an, another Grihastha couple because this family has gone to Vrindavan, no, not Vrindavan, Mayapur, sorry, to um, facilitate an uh, education for the little girl. The girl's name is Mandali. And uh, when the child uh, chanted rounds, the mother would always put the child before the home altar. So that uh, the child would be in the proper reverential consciousness, in the devotional consciousness, and, and so on. So, yeah, <laughs> that was, uh, I think, <coughs> that's it, my... Uh, recommendation let us give our children uh, uh, deities uh, to, to look on we also know that Srila Prabhupada was worshipping deities and he even arranged a Ratha Yatra ceremony uh, for Lord Jagannath Baladev and Devi. in other words he was 
very much engaged in the personal service of Radha Krishna. I also heard that Srila Prabhupada regularly in the early morning hours went to the Radha Govinda temple, which was just around the corner and at the darshan of Radha Govinda. I think deities are very, very instrumental. Until then, finally, then, then the children might ask the question. I had this question. Where is Krishna Sachinanda Swami? The altar, see, Radha, Radha and Syama Sunda. One child had come to Vindavan and was asking me, where is Krishna? I said, you please go uh, into the temple and you watch Radha Syam Sunda and there is Krishna. And the child said, no. <laughs> I want to see the Krishna which moves, which goes out for herding the cows. Mm, who uh, is... Uh, uh, whirling his cowherd stick. I've heard so much from my parents in the Krishna book, and I thought if I come to Vindavan, I will see that Krishna. But now you're saying I should just look at the still Krishna who stands still on the altar. So <laughs> uh, I first didn't know what to say. And then I said something which you might like to do with your child. I, say, I said, before you go to bed today, pray that Krishna appears in your dream. Pray really hard. Uh, and uh, then perhaps he will do so. And you will see him <coughs> there. And the child, I must say, I forgot it, but in another child's case, in this case, I forgot it, but in the other child's, uh, another child has asked me, it worked. You never know, these children uh, are really uh, sometimes like yogis. They have their mind still clear. Uh, or, of course, it gets also at other times very much overwhelmed by childish considerations, but, but yeah. 